Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. What is today? Let me look at this. Friday, September 20th. Of course, we stream live at www.von.com. We are a part of the iHeartRadio family. Hey, folks, uh, beautiful day outside. It is an absolutely beautiful day. Big shout to all of the people as I was coming in who's stuck in traffic right now, right? All of the folks who I was hunking at as I, as I was heading in from... The South Suburbs. How y'all doing? No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I know you're stuck in traffic, but you and you have me. How about that? And listen, guys, you are in store for a terrific show here this evening. Got some really great guests uh, that are coming up. Of course, I always begin the show by acknowledging my colleagues who are absolutely fantastic, in my opinion. So let me swing it to my girl, Robin Lewis. Robin, how are you? Hey, swing it, swing it. Uh-oh. <laughs> you That's, said let me swing it. Yeah, so, hey, 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 Robin, you know what? I'm going to be talking about some swinging in Ooh, later on oh, in Oh, program. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need not be part of that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> How are you? How, how's the week? I'm good. Week is good. It's over. Well, it's not over, but it's, I like to think of it's just beginning. Kendall's gotcha. here. It's just getting started. Uh, getting you from your mm. work week to your weekend. There you go. Absolutely. Well, listen. Uh, you uh, make sure that you have an absolutely fantastic weekend this I weekend. I shall try. And uh, you hug those uh, those girls for me. Most right? definitely. All right, Robin Lewis, everybody. Brother Jared, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? I can't complain. So you know, per usual, uh, let me ask you this, man. Did you? It was breaking news why Matt was on the air. Antonio Brown, the Patriots released him, man. Womp, womp, womp. But look, Nike Nike canceled his contract earlier this morning, right? And so I didn't get a chance to read the report with regards to why they did it, but I did. I know that they released him. And then the next thing I saw was that the person who the accusations, who, you know, formulated the accusations, they had her phone. And so the guy was texting and harassing her and basically – he was complicit in participating 
and basically incriminated himself, man. You know, some people, man, they just love to hang themselves with a rope, and Antonio Brown is one of those people. Uh, the Patriots, you know what? So in the barbershop right today, the guys were like, okay, well, Jerry Jones is going to pick him up. You know, Dallas keep all the, the, the thugs. and uh, <laughs> 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 Jerry, Jerry Jones is going to pick him up. He, he'll have a job sooner than later, man. But, hey, Jared, appreciate you, per uh, always. Let's have a great show tonight, man. Thank you for being here. Jared, Jared. Uh, my uh, technical producer certainly appreciate him. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, tonight uh, we are going to unwrap what many people have been talking about here this week at WVON. And, you know, I get a chance to uh, talk on a Friday night when folks are on their way, on their way home and have, have had the opportunity to uh, absorb a lot of the banter that has been going on. This evening, uh, I do have the, uh, the honor and the privilege to have uh, two heavy hitters, in my uh, humble opinion, in the building. And the reason that I always, I, 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 I really appreciate having people like them in the house is because they're unfiltered when it comes to politics and how things really are. Brother Philip Lomax III, he's back. And also... The one and only Brian Mullins. And if you are not familiar with Brian on social media, then that means that you are just not on social media. I'll, listen, I'll give you a little bit of their backgrounds when we return. In the meantime, folks, do not go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. Of course, it's the Friday night show getting you from your work week to your weekend. We have a hot one coming up. Make sure that you stay tuned. Hit the phone lines. We'll take the calls. I'm Kendall. Let's go. It's WVON's original Friday night show, Kendall Moore. He'll be back in a moment. in the building and of course we are discussing all thing politics here in the city of chicago couldn't think of two better guys to uh, really have an open dialogue and conversation both of these gentlemen are, are pretty uh, astute when it comes to politics and what's going around uh in these uh, special circles as it relates to who knows who who knows what and who's doing what behind the scenes both of them are consultants both of them are uh, heavily involved in other people's camps, and they probably won't tell you that, but I think that they are. Anyway, not my business, but they are here with me here this evening. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. All right, so let's get right into it. Um, 
Lori Lightfoot, right? I, I honeymoon's wanna, over. The honeymoon <laughs> is over. Uh, your boy, the, the alderman, uh, his his face is in my head right now. Uh, over there on the far, far east side, yeah. uh, who was uh, having an affair with uh, Sandy Jackson. What's his name? Um, <laughs> Anthony Bill. Bill, Bill, the Bill dude, man. <laughs> Bill, shut, they shut him down. You know, I mean, when, when I say they shut him down, from what I understand, he is trying to develop a coup and, and show right. Lori because she basically was, you know, like, hey. Correct. And he was one of the first person people, uh, Brian, to step out on the limb for her. Right. I, I right. think I found that to be right. very interesting. So, right. you know, just land the groundwork. Either yeah. one of you, jump in. Let's the, talk. The, the coup sounds like uh, if, if you were old enough to remember Harry Washington when it was a different coup. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. So, it, it you know, it always comes back around. Yeah. I don't know where... Um, where it came from, maybe somebody got their feelings hurt. Uh, she's she's not a politician. She's learning on 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 the on her journey. Um, she's taking some she's taking some hits, uh, but I don't. I'm not quite understanding where where this all this came up from. So maybe maybe Ryan does. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, go, go well, ahead. I would Brian. say. I mean, I think you know we knew the contentious. You know, you had the, the, two, the two election cycles, right? So you have divisions in camps, and you have people that are actually behind Lori on the political side. But I think that the biggest thing kicked it off is the automatic prerogative. You come mm. through the door with executive order, pretty much taking away the power of the alderman. That's not the right way to do it, to lay the groundwork for working together. You wouldn't have done it that way? No, definitely mm-hmm. not. What about well, once, you? Well, once again, she, she's not a politician. Yeah. So she she, she promised things in her, in her, uh, her, her campaign, and she went right at it. Yeah. And, you know, normally politicians will – Say things, and then once they get in, they understand there's where you have to, to maneuver, right. and you may do a little bit of it. She went 100. percent Right. She did and, say this. Go, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, fellas. No, and and she did what she told her voters she would do. I, I was just about to say that she said she was going to shake the shake the tree, yeah. shake the branches, yeah. and she absolutely she did that. It definitely has pissed some people off, sure. but then on the other side of it, it really has made some people. Uh, give, giving some people hope that it's not business as usual. Uh, speaking of which, like uh, Leon Finney and what's sure. going on with, with him. I don't want to get off of what we're talking yeah, about sure, right sure, now, sure, but sure. he's a part of that whole, sure. you know, the old way. And Rom, you know, was letting them run loose. Well, you know, I mean, it, it goes back. It's Rom daily, daily, daily. How many other right. dailies? Yeah, I right. mean, that, that's this just it. Now the, she, the tree has been shaken. Right. So that there's a new new regime coming up. I don't know. Everybody doesn't know who they are, but the ones, you know, Finney and and others who are used to doing things a certain way. Like I said, she's not a politician. And yeah. She didn't have any. She didn't owe anybody anything. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. She definitely didn't owe anybody. But you know, I think as 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 black voters, we have to you know pay attention to all this, right? Okay. It's. I'm definitely has not been a fan of the 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 elected officials, the black elected officials, but we also don't want to just throw everybody out mm. from, from from because the people coming in next, I actually believe are going to be worse for us as a community, right? Please so, expound on that, Brian. Well, I mean, I, if you look at see to, to Phyllis' point, we really don't know. I mean, there there are rumblings and, and rumors, and you know, individuals that worked in other camps. There are people that, that work with Rahm Emanuel, people that work with Daly that are still up in City Hall right now, right? Okay, gotcha. So when we watch things, you you, you threw out Leon Finney. If I could just t- touch on that real quick, you know, Gene Jones, John Hooker going yeah, out of CHA. Yeah. We know that a lot of Lori's backers and people around her now come from the not-for-profit arena um, that don't look like us. And so my fear, I'm going to sit back and say they're going to be up in there running the social services, claiming affordable housing, and black 
residents and black communities will lose completely out of that because, you know, the focus is on Hispanics at this point. Yeah, it is, so you, heavily. So we, we, we stand to lose, even though on one side we want to cheer that the establishment is being kind of pulled apart a little bit. And then, but on the flip side, we we got to be definitely cognizant and stay on what's happening going forward. So, I mean, gentlemen, so what so what do we do with that then? Because if we we want we want change, but we don't want change so quickly, is that what we're saying? Or we well, want change, I, but I we don't. It, I look how, at it what just are we like saying? it does in our in our communities when we say we want we want economic development, we want these stores, we want those stores, and then when they come, well, it's not supposed to cost as much. Uh-huh. They're not supposed to raise the prices of everything. Mm. Uh, these vacant lots, you know, now they're not vacant and they have big stores and I can't, what am I supposed to do? How did this change happen? But I say that to say we have to be involved through the whole process, not just the, vo- the vote and then sit back. And then when three years down the line, when things are the way we thought they would be, you're mad. We have to stay con- connected throughout the process. It's, it's tiring. Yeah. yeah. But but you have you you find time to go to the Bears game in London. You find time to go to to, to ski in in Utah. You gotta find, use some of that time to stay connected. Sure. Go to some of these meetings. You take days off of work because so take that day to go to City Hall mm-hmm. and go to the meeting. Uh, I, I still lay a lot of blame on us because it's not enough of us using that energy to stay connected and stay involved and stay informed. Right. A lot of times we get in there and talk about they. Well, who's they? Right. They said this. Well, the the people that you talk to know as much as you do, mm-hmm. which is nothing. Right. Then all of a sudden it blows up into sure. something that, that we're that's totally off, off, off topic. But that's perfect for a, a nice group of politicians to do what they want, right. because right. if you're not informed, right. that's that's all the better to, to run an agenda that is for their group. Three one two three seven four eighty one thirty. That is the number to connect. Philip Lomax third, Brian Mullins. They are in the building. With that having been stated. Is it too much uh, cynicism as it relates to African-American voters? Like, are we taking for granted or is was Laurie smart enough to realize it was only going only so many blacks was going to go out and vote in the sure. first place? Sure. And those were not the ones who were supporting her because you had uh, Willie Willie uh, Reparation Wilson. Right. And, you know, you had all these other sure. folks. Right, right, sure. Feel me on this. So now, now, and so now she's saying, y'all, you guys really didn't help me get in. Right. Can I? Maybe yeah. I'm wrong if I say, you know, Barack kind of did the same thing. Like, yeah. look, y'all wasn't messing with me in the first place, so why y'all want me to do something for you? And I'm, I'm going to build my own cabinet right. and, and make this work. Right. Is, that, is that it? Can I, can I say I, that, or am I off-key with this? No, I, I would agree 100%. I, agree. I think that's what we're watching. And that's why when you mentioned uh, Anthony Bill and, and uh, hopefully what we see as a raucous uh, city council, I believe it's up now for the black, the black voters to go to the black alderman and say, this is what we want out of the city. Because one thing that it doesn't appear that Lori's team is really being cognizant of is the vote. You need 26 votes to pass anything from the city budget on down. And mm. she does not have 26 allies in the city council. So we have 20 black aldermen, uh, 18 from the south and the west side. Uh, this is the time for us as voters to go to them and say, this is how we want you to vote on this budget. This is what right. the value we want to extract right. from the city to help fix our communities or, or bring resource to our community or don't vote on the budget. Don't pass it. Now, I believe also we look at it on the budget side. We're watching her with an $838 million budget hole, right? Yeah, that now, she didn't create. It, that, that she, she did not she create. create. Well, that's a whole other story right. because we know who created it, right. but nobody talks about it. We know it's Daily and Rom, right? Well, all so right. don't create it. So. Let's, let's hold it right there, folks. We've got to take a break, folks. 312-374-8130, that is the number to connect. When we return, we continue the conversation and we take the phone calls. Let's go. He's hot. 
He's mannish, but it gets no realer than him. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Seven minutes after the hour. Welcome back, folks. Kendall Moore Show. Of course, the number to connect, 312-374-8130. Happy Friday. And uh, I want to say hello to all you folks who are stuck in traffic still. And thank you for tuning in to the Kendall Moore Show. You can also catch me uh, on Facebook Live at the Kendall Moore Show and also on Instagram at the same thing, at Kendall Moore. All right, Philip uh, Lomax III, also Brother Brian Mullins, they are in the building. We continue the conversation. We're talking all things politics here in the city of Chicago, and right now that just happens to be Lori Lightfoot. It all stops, it begins and ends with her. I don't care what you say about JB. I don't care what you say about anybody else. It's running through through City Hall. I promise you guys that. Hey, uh, gentlemen, so let's let's pick back up where we left off. We were talking about the alderman. Let's talk about the alderman. Mm -hmm. You know, Mays Mm -hmm. does a fantastic job in pointing people out. Um, He goes as far as he can because Mays has business with the city. Uh, And I I preference this conversation because I want to say this next thing. Mm -hmm. Ain't none of them shit, right? Right. So here's the thing. What do we do with those aldermen? Why are they... Why aren't they more so, so, engaged? So I got to stop you there. I don't. I don't agree with none of them ain't shit. Okay. Uh, I think the way the way I go about working with with people in power like that. Number one, they're not the beginning. They they don't start anything. You know, I bring them especially with business. They don't run my business, so I don't go to them to help start my business. What I go to them for is at the end. I've done all my documentation. I've done all my research. I've found out what the need is, and then I go to them and say. Can you do this piece and and ask those questions and find out where their strengths are? Gotcha. Because, you know, they paid a hundred and some thousand dollars. I don't know what it is. That's a lot of money. But they don't know. They don't know. A lot of them don't know economics. A lot of them don't know budgets. This is the first time for someone to ever see a budget. Mm. So now we demand that you do this, do you, you do that. But if we can find a space and say, okay, as a, as a six block club area, here's our needs. You know, we got 95 votes in our block club. Here are our needs. Here's what we really have to deal with. So, okay, let's X out the garbage in the alley. Let's X out this. But, okay, now we have a big thing with our, our vacant lots, our private lots. Let's go in and talk to her once we've done all the research and say, okay, can you help us with this? And there's nothing else for, for that alderman to do but say, okay, I can do this, this. I can't do that. Now we move forward from there. A lot of times we come in with every damn problem in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I challenge people to go volunteer at your alderman's office for one day and answer phone calls. It's a crap show. Mm. 
My, there's a squirrel. And what are they asking for, there's a, squirrel, there's a squirrel in my tree. There's a raccoon in my house. Uh, there's a guy parking his car in front of my house. The dumbest stuff ever. Now, to me, it's dumb. To other people, it's very important. It, it means but thousands, of, at least some of those aldermen get 1,000 calls a day, and probably five of them are relevant to, to really changing things. Mm-hmm. So you, and it is, they, it is a 24-hour job. I get that. But there's a lot of people here. That go up, that think the alderman is that that can solve all problems, but and and they can if we come at them at with bringing them a lot of information. Because like I said, a lot of them this is their first time having a job like this, yeah. and, and they don't have the capacity. What's up, bro? Yeah, I, I agree to to some of the points he yeah. made, but I, I disagree. I believe that you know in our community we look at aldermen as leaders, right? The Democratic committee, and these are these are our quote unquote leaders. So we as a people we expect them to know something to help to bring resources back to our community. So we watch CHA fail, CPS fail, CPD fail. We watch the mental health clo- you know, system oh, yeah. close. Oh, yeah. We're watching all this, and all the men have said nothing about it. So we don't have, I believe, in our communities right now, you can't come back and look at the community that's been devastated for 20 years like we're supposed to come with the answers to the aldermen because 99% of the voters have no clue themselves. Mm. they just trying to make it. And so when these resources are still being spent, I think if you add Chicago and the sister agencies up, somewhere around $20 billion of budget every single year just at the city of Chicago level. But look at all of the black communities. Look at the 18 black wars, the state that they and they're all devastated, right? Yeah, yeah. And the only ones that are you see some movement in are gentrified. So you could talk about 27, 3, 4, those are already being gentrified. Inglewood's being gentrified now. We know I live in South Shore. We know South Shore is, you know, coming down the pipeline now. So, you know, people, we came from out of great migration, right? We all families who came in that way. You, you came in, you lived down on King Drive, and then your families dispersed out into the Avalon Parks, the Peel Hills of the world and all that. And what we're watching now is a systematic removal for 20 years of that same group of people, right? Mm-hmm. And so after all this devastation, I believe, in my opinion, the aldermen should be the ones on the front lines fighting with the city of Chicago for resources. You know, they changed it up uh, what we now have through the daily years in ROM. Everybody's silent. They didn't. They didn't bring any ordinances or bills or anything to the table because they were told. I, what I to agree, do. Brand, but I think we need to give them some bullets. I think I agree. We need to give them some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's the ultimate there. way. But only a few of us, in my opinion, I yeah. don't know what a few is, yeah. are at the place to really bring them some solutions. You know what I mean? So they got to rely. That's where community organizations, right. in my opinion, right. come. You know, issue-based right. organizations come together and bring it to the all of them, which is is happening right now. Prior to this budget debate, I'm part of a few working groups that are now bringing that to all them in different solutions that we believe would work in our communities so that they can leverage their votes for the city budget, which is how politics work. Right? Okay, you're right. and, and yeah. we're going to get to that yeah. budget piece okay. in just yeah. a little bit because okay. she's going on so, a world tour so, rel- yeah. relative to uh, relative to the budget. But here's the other part, too. You know, what's, what's really interesting is the dynamic even in this room right now. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason for it is because there are, there are some folks who just really – they, they have an affinity. They have this love-hate relationship with their aldermen. Like, they don't know any better, sure. so we're here to help them. How are they going to help us, and they need help themselves, right? right? So I'm trying to put the logic together. 
you want to know something about what what you're doing. I'm not I'm not gonna get on an airplane with a person. Bro, we who got a president that didn't know. Well, well, see, and, he's there. and you see what it's, we're going exactly. through right now, right? Exactly. That's my point so exactly. Now break it down to where we have aldermen. You talk about 99 percent of yeah. the people are just struggling trying to get there. Yeah. That some of those aldermen are used to were what that 99 percent, right. right. and now they're put in a seat. And you're responsible for what, a hundred and some thousand people? And this is your first right. time. The first thing you get is yeah. this big, thick book. Yeah. Uh, papers of, of how to, here's, here's a committee. This is what you have to do. And they are, this is. Yeah, yeah. You, and, and, then the ones, politicians. And, and then the ones who do know, you know, like Carrie, they, they hey. abuse the system. You right. know what I mean? I don't, you know, right. anyway. Well, yeah. a lot of these people are appointed. So keep that in mind. They're appointed by Ryan Daly. They were not elected first. So right. you get appointed out of the box. To, they to just vote. start holding fundraisers <laughs> and you get $200,000 in your bank in your campaign account and you beat out all the challengers coming up and then you hold that seat for the next 15 20 years but also think about our community though look at look at the structure of, of traditional of, of black communities we sit back and we value the opinion of a Kanye West or a Jay-Z or a Beyonce we the whole country is not valuing professionalism and education anymore and people that know we want entertainers so we got more people following the word of an entertainer you know you saw, I don't know if you all saw that revolt. I think it's called Revolt. P. Diddy had some little summit with I saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There. And I'm sitting there personally watching it like, nobody on this whole stage know what they talk about. Nor should we be listening to them because they rappers, right? <laughs> they were drug dealers, killers, <laughs> and we are valuing them and letting them direct what we supposed to be doing. It's <laughs> kind of insane. But, but that's the world we live in. And that's where we're headed. Right. That's where we're headed. All right, let me, let me take some of these phone people trying to get in and talk to you guys. All right. 312-374-8130, that's the number to connect. Let's go to uh, uh, James. James, how you doing? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Yeah, I was a political science major in college. And, um, you know, black men need to get contracts. You know, we're the last one on the on totem pole. We're the one that starts the families, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to run as Cook County clerk uh, as a write-in, but I want Richard Bork in. That's 1400 job. $70,000 a year. So we need to chop it up at, at little, little by little. And, let, and we need to start representing ourselves. There's no one that's representing the black man. So the three things that I want to send them to get off is parking ticket relief. Give us back our driver license for parking tickets. Second, I-bond. When you get arrested for misdemeanors or whatever, you get released. Get I-bond, you know. And third thing is child support back debt. You know, you, you can sign a waiver to get that child support off to free up black men. A lot of people in 25 North Clark, you can do that. My baby mama did it for me. Yeah. Get that debt off of us. Yeah. And I will, ask the, I will ask the mothers to do that. All right. Hey, Brother James, I got to get to the rest of these callers. I certainly appreciate that. Parking tickets, I-bonds, and child support. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think they're working on all three of those, though. All three of those. Well, I know, I know, I know. Glory is definitely working on the parking tickets. All of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Parking all, all of okay. it. Okay, I'll just say, what no, I said no again. cash bail scenario stop, and all that kind stop of stuff. Getting, stop parking, parking where you don't belong and not paying your parking tickets. I parking, I get tickets, I pay the damn tickets. Stop Everybody getting arrested. Ain't got that money though. See, you shouldn't be. You can't. You overtake it. on my block. My, my kid, gotta, my son gotta, doesn't have have money. You, he takes adventure. You got to buy, uh, and he takes a bus everywhere in Uber, and, and it, sometimes Uber. So he don't get any parking tickets. He took my truck one time. 
got two parking tickets, he's done. Right, right. And if you look at the corridor, the whole parking ticket scandal, and what we've known of, it is oversaturated in the south and the west side. They don't do that on the north side to those presidents. So go back to race again. Keep and you know what's interesting? Day. I heard. So they don't. They don't wait. They, they don't. They don't park correct either. And they, they, they just they, don't they, get ticketed. That's they, the they difference. Get, they get ticketed. I watch them it's get the, ticketed. It's the, uh, uh, I watch them over <laughs> at, the, at the place. They, they pay their tickets. They got jobs and money, though, I so they can exactly pay. Right. All right, we got to take a break right here, folks. We're back in a moment. <laughs> Kendall Moore will be right back on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. All right, welcome back, folks. 53 minutes after the hour, we continue the conversation. Philip Lomax III, Brian Mullins, all things city. The city is in a tizzy right now. I'm telling you, Lori Lightfoot, she is on a roll. Big shout to you, too, by the way, uh, Madam Mayor. I rock with you hard. I don't care what. Right I don't care how you shake it. I'm, I'm rocking with you, Mayor. I'm rocking with you. We trying to well, figure I ain't out. There yet, Charles, you ain't so there, there yet, different. Brian. I don't, all right, I don't all right. See it yet, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, and, and here's the thing, and, and that's why it, I, I think there's the beauty in that, you know, because there's the old guard, and then there's like, hey, it's just time to shake it up anyway, in any way that you possibly can. In the meantime, I'm going to get to the calls in a second. I want to bring, let me wrap that alderman piece up. So, with the alderman then. Because it is like a coup being developed, in my humble opinion. We have not heard the last from the aldermen. Uh, They probably should hire some consultants to teach them how to get things done and make peace with the mayor. I don't know what's the answer so to just it. plug some, some consultants, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, you know what, and please send me, send me the residuals on <laughs> right, that, right, you guys. Right. That's yeah, a good yeah, idea. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that angle, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, but, but, but so what are we looking at, though? Because he's already taken all the power from them. You know, Habib and them can't right. put money in certain uh, aldermen's uh, pockets now and open up a liquor store or right. open up another, you know, whatever, whatever. Is you know, you know how it works. <laughs> I think this, too. I think that we got to also look at the aldermen we talking about are also part of the Democratic Party, which Lori Lightfoot's not, right? So I believe when she starts, when you saw her go down to uh, talk about JB and talk about the state bailing out the city and all that, why would they help her when she's not part of their club at all, right? And she's pushing on their club members, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's why. She has to build relationships at various levels. Her and Tony Preckwinkle go back and forth in the media all the time. So she doesn't have any allies in anywhere in the state. It's going to be difficult to pass these taxes and fees and everything that she's going to need. Uh, we're not talking about budget yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We can. I mean, I mean. No, no, no. We're going to talk yeah, about budget yeah. on the other side so I'm of the I'm just saying, album. I think that's one of the problems. And I, I believe that the aldermen, in my opinion, hold the best cards right now because she can't do anything without them. And she's not currently courting them. Even even the budget address. I know we're talking about no, budget. No, no, no. Go, go, she go. Didn't, when, they, when, when, when we saw that first budget address, that was the first time they heard it. That's not the way you play this game. You have to – those are your fr- your allies. You need them as on your team, right? So a lot of them – some of the mobmen didn't even show up to the budget address uh, because they couldn't speak and they didn't know anything about but, it. But so that goes imagine back, that. That goes back yeah, to man. being a politician, so, not being a politician. Yeah. So Daly and Rahm would, would throw the budget out right. uh, and, and, and at one time and it's there – but he had, but since they were politicians, they had already they already knew what their votes were, right. and they had worked those. They had been negotiated right. prior exactly. to it even having been. Even presented. if you only did thirty right. seconds to look at it, and you had to vote on it. Yeah. Uh, where whereas Mayor Lightfoot still has not gotten to the point where 
I need to work with some people. I need. She doesn't have a floor, uh, a floor, uh, leader. floor leader. leader. Yeah, uh, I, she probably does. I'm not uh, sure, but yeah. that does. That I heard she's that. leaning towards the guy on the north side. I forget what his name. Yeah. It doesn't come. He, but those are all non African American, by the way. That's all, 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 all of people. That's all of people. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole administration. Yeah, right, and, and that goes back to not being a politician, and not just being a politician, but understanding that this is a different world. That you you have to have alliances, just like yeah. just like you said, you have to have alliances. And when you don't do it, some it's, it's going to bite you. That's why I said the the uh, the uh, honeymoon, you know, now is over, and, you, and it's real stuff. And and if you haven't made those alliances and talked to people behind the scenes or at dinner right. or where that you need right. to be, yeah. uh, or at you know different places to make those alliances, say hey. And there's always a give and take. Does she understand what the give and take is? Right. Does she understand what what some aldermen need to get give her a vote yeah. in her ward? You know, one of the most surprising things to me was when she went to the West Side to visit on a Saturday, and then she came back with this, this, this whole this uh, uh, statement about how terrible it was. Well, where have you you been in this city for how long? You never been <laughs> over been there? on in Logan Square. What are you <laughs> talking about? What do you mean? That's that, what you to mean. me, to me that says you, that, to me that says <laughs> you never time. left the North Side or where you lived to see the rest of the city. You know how you and, and to me, okay. Yeah. If you but all that, the black preachers supporting her, come on. And then there's many of them on the west side. Man, come on, gentlemen. Willie what Wilson, we? Willie Wilson paid <laughs> those <laughs> pastors to stand up there. Lord, took a step. Oh, man, Lord, Lord been on the Lord west side. On west side. Oh, well, well, to me, you make a statement like that, and you because you haven't been. I, I got. It. Let me take a call. Let me take a call. Hey, uh, Rose, uh, uh, let's go to caller number three. Let's go to Patrick. Patrick, how you doing? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? All right. Hey, I just heard. Uh, one of the brothers mentioned about the aldermen bringing jobs to people and all of that. I I, I think that's if we sit back and wait on that, I think that'll be wrong. I don't think that it's up to the government to bring jobs to people. I think it's up to people to create jobs for other people. If we, uh, you know, we've been with that same mindset for so many years and nothing has changed, why don't we try to do it the right way? I, I Number just one, listening is a skill, and nobody said that on this panel. Number two, tell tell us what the change is. What's the right way? You know, everybody always says that, but give me the right way. You know, I, I think one of the things, though, <laughs> government. You know, I, I came up through the Eighth Ward, and so John Stroger was one of my you know person I love learned a lot from, and he believed that government purpose, one of the purposes of government was for employment. So we know in the black community, you worked at the post office, you worked at county government, you worked at the city before Mayor Daly and Forrest Claypool started privatizing everything. So we had all those jobs in our community which were made up of stable black middle class. We had 10,000 black teachers fired over the last 10 years out of Chicago. That was a stable middle class. And you know what? I got to get ready. Back. So I, I disagree <laughs> with him. We no, no. So, and, and so here's the thing. Because we have two strikes that are looming. Nine what is it? Uh, the the non teacher union as well as the teachers. Right. So we talk budget. We talk the the, the strikes that uh, are they imminent? Let's let's discuss that sure. on the other side of seven. Uh, on the other side of this, okay. folks. We're back on the other side. Yeah. Keep it locked here. Of course, it's Friday night. You know, if it's Friday, you know it's streaming. That means it's Kendall. You're listening to Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, sixteen ninety AM WVON.
Uh, All right, welcome back, folks. It's the Kendall Moore Show. WVON.com. Of course, we are on iHeartRadio. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. Philip Lomax Beckham the third is there in the building. Thank you, Philip. People call me Philip. They call me Lomax. They call me Beckham. <laughs> but you're the only one to ever call me Philip Lomax. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But, <laughs> but I just wanted to get it out there. But, but you know what? Lomax sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah. Lomax. Yeah. Lomax, <laughs> man. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I knew who was calling me when they said Lomax. And when I heard Beckham, I'm like, okay. I know who that, I know who that is. <laughs> Brian Mullen is also still here. Gentlemen, I certainly appreciate you guys uh, stopping by the show here this Friday and uh, we want to welcome those who are joining us right now because it is seven o'clock and so we pick up another uh, so many hundred thousand people who are streaming across the United States of America. Big shout to the folks out there in uh, California. Uh, I want to say hello uh, to you guys. I'm out there in the very very near future out there for a golf tournament. Big shout to uh, brother Kenneth Bentley. Uh, Anita Castile. Uh, is it earthquake season, landslide season? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always <laughs> fire season. Man, fire season. What season, what season is it? I was, I was on a conference call with them earlier today. They, they, you know, one of my colleagues was like, "Hey, how's it in Chicago?" I'm like, well, "It's beautiful right now." Yeah. You know, it's like, "How was it in uh, L.A.?" It's always beautiful in yeah. L.A., which and, is right until it's a fire, it's, until it's an earthquake, landslide, too much right. rain. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, uh, let me send a, a special shout out to those uh, out in Houston right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to acknowledge right. you guys. Bahamas. Uh, the Bahamas. Right. Bahamas just devastated, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, devastated. Yeah. All right. All right, so folks, so uh, we're back. Uh, we are uh, we're discussing politics right now as we uh, get you from your work week to your weekend. If you missed anything, we certainly are talking about it right now. Brian Mullins, uh, He's in the building as well. Um, gentlemen, let's uh, – I said we're going to talk budget, so let's let's do that. Before we get – well, we, we're going to talk budget as well as these uh, looming uh, strikes that are going to be taken. That, already that, started. Yep. Um, we have the non-teacher union, yep. uh, the support staff. And the support staff, man, listen. I, I graduated from a Chicago public school. I graduated from near north back in 1990. I'm telling my age right now. Uh, but near north, it was the new Cooley High um, my sons, anyway, it, so anyway, the, the support staff, right, they are so critical to the, the, the ongoings at CPS. Right. They, you, we lose them, you know, we lose Babylon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So not only them, but also <laughs> the CTU, the Chicago Teachers Union. Right. Now, I was, someone corrected me last week or the week before and said, no, uh, Lori did not, the CTU, I didn't know CTU did not support Lori. Right. Um, but the reason I even bring it up is because uh, it appears to me, and I, you know, I don't know a lot, that she's very supportive of the teachers and, you know, averting uh, these strikes. So I, I want to start with that and, and the budget, the budget as to where it is. Does it have an impact on the contract with the teachers and the the, the non teachers union as well? So let's 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 talk about yeah, that. I don't. I'm not sure how that money works with the non teacher um, yeah. non union. I don't it, know how that works. It all comes from at the end of the day. It all comes from CPS budget. Okay, right? gotcha. But what's interesting is some of, one of my passions. What we're talking about. So I'm kind of versed in this. I love it. You have SEIU and you have CTU. Right, Chicago Teachers Union. Okay. Those are the two unions, so the non-support is represented by SEIU, right? They happen to be the same two groups that have been pumping millions and millions of dollars into campaign elections over the last did, did seven, they eight years. Did they pick the wrong years. horse? Well, they picked the wrong – well, 
depends on wrong for who, right? Yes. It's wrong, wrong for them. So if you're a teacher, if you're a Chicago teacher, you watch your union spend millions of your dollars for politics. We watch the Chicago Teachers Union have gone since this could be controversial on this station, right? From the time Karen Lewis took over and the core caucus took over Chicago Teachers Union, they changed it from a service union, servicing teachers, to an organizing union, running po- political candidates and putting all their money into politics mm. because the members of the caucus that controls it, they want to be kingmakers, right? So the focus have not been on protecting teachers and teachers' rights. It's it's now put on what can we do and fight in politics, mm. you know? So the strike, at the end of the day, the strike's an illegal strike, right? And why do I say that? In Senate Bill 7, back I think it was 2011, Senate Bill 7 was signed at the state level. See, Chicago teacher, you can agree with it. It gave away the right to strike for anything but wage increases. So all this support staff stuff, they're fighting for nurses and counselors, which we need, right? We need them in our schools. Absolutely. But it's not the teachers' union's business. That's our community's business. It's for us to fight with the aldermen and Lori Lightfoot to bring those other services. In my opinion, the teachers' unions need to stick to teaching. Stick Protect your members, the ones that pay the dues. I got you. Don't take us out. Don't take those kids out on strike. And Lori Lightfoot offered them more money, more money than they asked for after they came through arbitration. So the, the one thing that they legally could strike for, if you remember, if you go back to the strike they had with Rahm Emanuel, Rahm Emanuel would go on the news and say the strike is illegal. And what he meant is you gave up the right to strike for anything but money. Right. You got the money. Gotcha. So everything else is illegal. Unfortunately, teachers are like voters. They don't know what's going on. Right. They just listen to the CTU leadership. And now next thing we know, who's going to be the most affected by it? Us, because now you got to, your kid ain't learning, ain't sitting in the classroom. You got to find other places. And, I, and I'll say this, Chicago teachers, uh, the, 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 the racial makeup of teachers at CPS is about 75% non-black, right? I don't know if I want to go ahead and fight and keep them out of school to get other people raises. It don't affect us like that anymore mm. because we don't have the teachers. That's a very good statistic. Have, I didn't know we that, We don't have Brian. the teachers. I didn't know that. Yeah, we've lost about 10,000 black teachers over the last years and the, and the last 10 years, and white teachers and Hispanic teachers have been increased, right? That's where the, where the problem comes in. So when you look at the overall picture oh, of it, wow. I sit back like, look, we pay the tax dollars. We don't get the jobs or the benefits for it. We need an influx of three, 4,000. They're bringing teachers in from the Philippines. You all seen Vice Vice News? Oh yeah, ran yeah, a story yeah. the other day. Oh yeah, I, I didn't well, see that no, episode. So, though, so but go ahead, yeah, in, great great program. They're bro. bringing in teachers from the Philippines. You watch a little video, and they got a uh, someone who's speaking English in the Philippines teaching uh, people English, and CPS is hiring them into teaching already. And where you think they're gonna be? They're gonna be on the south and the west side of Chicago, failing our kids, yeah. making it yeah, more difficult. Yeah. So the whole teachers union scenario, I don't think they should go on strike. I don't think black people should support the strike because we really get anything. We don't get anything out of it. We just lose. Let us fight with Lori Lightfoot to bring, and they did increase the amount of counselors and nurses. Now, it's not enough, of course, you know what I mean, because we got a lot of problems in our schools, in our black you know, schools in South Oh, yeah, absolutely. But we're also not the favorite anymore. If you watch, you all see this all the time. You got another group, which are the Hispanics, who moved in Chicago. They are the same. Matter of fact, I think it's more Hispanics in CPS than black children now because we've we've lost 200,000 people out of Chicago. So they're running us out, bringing them in. But I ain't ready to go, so I still think we need to stay and fight, right? <laughs> Let's get what we deserve. Uh, no, I absolutely so. agree. 312-374-8130. Let's go to the phone lines. Rosita, how you doing? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Hi, I'm fine, and I'm just listening to the education piece. 
Yep. Uh, and I would like to add to what Brian has said. In the late 90s, African-American teachers were almost 50% of a 36,000-member union, about at least 16 to 17,000 strong. Today, African-American teachers are 20 percent of a 24,000-member union, which is about four to 5,000 strong. So we have lost over 10,000 black teacher positions. One of the things, the last strike that came, I would, I'm a former CTU organizer. I organized Karen Lewis's campaign, and I was a Southside Regional organizer. Okay. When the strike came, last Time, I would go to the House of Delegates and ask the teachers not to sign on for the strike because I was also the chair, uh, co-chair of CPS's Community Action Council, and we knew that any time the, the city is saying they don't have money, they have to get the money from somewhere. And our schools were all underutilized on the south and west side. That meant that when the union asked for concessions, the board, if the board says yes, they're going to take the money from the underutilized schools. They're going to have to close them, consolidate them, merge them, and that's what happened with the 50 schools. Gotcha. Right? Because before, we had 150 schools closed. So then that added to the 50 we ended up losing all those black teacher positions, and it's going to happen again yeah, yep. because we are still Oof. underutilized. The writing and is teachers, on the wall. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead, yeah. Rosetta. Uh, Rosetta, I'm, I'm mean, not black teachers have got to wake up. You're out there striking to lose your job. That's what you're doing. <laughs> right, exactly. That's Dang. all they're doing, and it Dang. makes no sense. It happens in manufacturing. Yeah. It happens yeah. all uh, over. Yeah. You strike to lose your job. Right. It's insane. It's that, insane. That, that is absolutely and we got to talk about it like and, that. But, and, but we right. need to have these conversations exactly. because other conversations, exactly. you're going to hear everybody else saying, yep. support the strike. Right. If they don't exactly. get the money, but they ain't getting no damn exactly. money. Exactly. Then, and then you got to think of the, the support staff with SEIU. Again, they're both political organizing unions, so they spend their money in politics. politics. You know what I mean? So what they do is fight. They don't raise money if they don't fight. So they have, they have instead of taking care of their members, they fight, 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 fight. You know what I mean? And that's a problem for for people that work within that system or for residents because guess what? Every all of it is our tax dollars. Ask me, SEIU, CTU, it's our tax dollars being spent. They're asking for four hundred and seventy million dollars more. Four hundred and seventy. Now we already had an eight hundred and thirty eight million dollar budget hole. Where are we gonna get the extra five hundred million dollars from? Property to Rosita's point. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's how they going to fix it. That's how they going to fix it anyway, right? Exactly. But to Rosita's point, they are, they are turn around and say, okay, and that might be the, this might be the plan because keep in mind, it might sound always conspiracy, but this is real. It's what they do, right? They play one side to the other. It might be let's go ahead and, and get these demands out there. So CPS may turn around and say, okay, you know how we go do it? Let's close another 50, 60 underutilized schools on the south and the west sides, and that's where the money comes from. And we go sit there and look stupid, and everybody else going to be happy. And that's what happens. And that's what Rosita, same thing she was trying to say, is that we always lose because CPS has to get the money from somewhere. Most of the schools in the black community. So when they talk about overcrowded schools, and again, it's just me and the way I feel, and you all know this already. Right. 
black schools are underutilized. We're not overcrowded. So when they want to fight and strike for overcrowding, I'm like, our schools ain't overcrowded. That's your whole problem. You deal with it your own way somewhere on the north side or wherever you're at. The black schools are underutilized. So they are primed to close, which was the plan anyway, right? They had to slow it up because they got that political pressure, Rahm and them. But all that's done now. They can close it. Gloria could close 100 schools today, right? Uh-huh. And so I believe that this kind of pressure coming from the teachers' union will hurt our communities at the end of the day, and we can't just <laughs> fall in line with it. And you know what? I want to make a very – I want to make a point in stating this, uh, gentlemen. I really do. We as a community, we really need to pay attention what is going – the headlines is not telling the entire story. And the the, 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 the talking – the people who come on VON and talk – who are sitting in these roles and positions are not given the real stories when you get in the grass of what's going on. People, I, I, again, I, I would humbly implore, and this to your point, uh, Philip, you, you, have, you have to get involved in this process. You can't sit on the sideline, throw the rock, and then put your hand behind your and back. Complain, you can't all, well. because we're excellent complain. All we Man, do is we complain. Well. We're cynics. <laughs> We complain and we're cynical. Yep, yep. We get on social media and talk about everybody and their mama, but ain't right. went to no one damn meeting right. and don't know and anything about why. the process. Exactly. Don't and then we get upset when the school gets shut down right. and some at, and then somebody the gets laid off. Man, it's, right. it's crazy. It right. It's crazy. Listen, I got to take a quick break. Uh, and then when we come back, guys, I got to wrap up at the 730. Um, but when we return, what I am going to be asking you gentlemen for, and I want you guys to think about that, is uh, like what what do we do with the two topics that we really that we just talked about? Um, what would be your plans to those who are listening here this evening? It's Friday night show, folks. Kendall Moore. We're back in just a second. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Welcome back. 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. Uh, Brother Philip, Brother Brian, guys, we're like, so what what do we do with this information, man? Like, and, and folks, you know, I know we're streaming as well, but I mean, really, I, I don't I, I don't see the end game with all of it. Because here's the headlines, and I'm gonna continue to go through them. Uh, the, the Chicago Teachers Union, the non-union folks. We got weed that's not going downtown. Nope. Um, so that's a whole nother conversation. Lori's on this budget tour. You guys telling me now she ain't never been on the West Side. You know, I'm, 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 I'm being, you know what I mean? Like, but yet and still, we're, you know, she's talking budget. Like, what? what is the – and now 
even the members of the teachers union, many of them don't know what really is yeah, going right, on. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? We right, we got right. the blind but, leading yeah, the blind, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. But, but I want <laughs> some things I, I've learned, and and I appreciate Brian for you know bringing me up to speed on those things. But um, you know the end game. I don't know when when we expect is the end next year. Is the end twenty thirty? Is the end twenty thirty five? Uh, because there's a there's a lot of work to do to get people to involve. Number one, we talk about you know radio shows and and news headlines uh, when only a few really understand what's going on and how things work uh, and processes. Um, then that's where you know that's where influence comes in. Uh, when you have people that that uh, are on the ground trying to make a difference and trying to get, uh, you're not going to get masses, but if you can get large groups of people who are educated and, and informed about what's going on and the process and, and stay connected, uh, you can say, hey, okay, go back to where we, I mean, almost a billion dollars that, that the city spends on paying off police uh, uh, brutality or police right. incidents. Let's figure out how to stop that. And now we may have some money. So make all the, you know, I don't know how that's done, right. but fix that. So now we have, some, we know now we won't be putting out hundreds of millions of dollars a year for Police doing what they, you know, the, the few that do what they do. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, figure out how we can get back, if we can ever get back our, our parking meters. Uh, I'd like to spend, have a nice <laughs> right, research right. on how we can right. get out of that. Right, very good point. I mean, we, we, very, we got a lot of bright people here that can work some deals out. How do we get that back? And, and, and um, you know, I still go back to our aldermen. Our aldermen, and, and there's, a, there's a lot of aldermen that, that really work hard. They do, the, they do what they can. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them are, are working hard um and and it's not it's, it may not be about the money for some uh it may be for others but once again they they can only do and move things forward if they have people like us that's that's hey here's we don't think this is right yeah yeah but, but come have a solution for them and then we can have conversations right. like brian and i said yeah. because a lot of times we don't get to have conversations it's an argument yeah. it gets personal right. and, and and then we have then the complaining starts right. the complaining is so easy because and, and people do it because now I, I've said what I had to say. I don't know if it's right or not, but I got to say something. Right. Gotcha. And, there, and there's no solution. <laughs> yeah. And um, right. so once again, I don't know if I answered your question, but it has to. You, you have to have more people that are willing to be informed and willing to actually take some steps to be involved in it. Right. Otherwise, it's going to be the same right. seven, eight, ten people. You know, saying, hey, yeah. we need to stop this, we need to stop this, and it keeps and on rolling. <laughs> and, you know, interestingly enough, I'm coming to you, Brian. Interestingly enough, like, guys like you, like you two, are in high demand, the way I look at it. The consultants, those who are uh, advising or those who are indirectly right, advising. Right, because I don't consult. I just talk to you. Yeah, 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 right, right. But, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that, too. Right, right. But at least you know yeah. the shit you're talking. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, like yeah, like right, that. Right. But uh, when I say, when I say you know, in high demand, th- that's just the way that I look at it. Because there are a lot of misinformed and uninformed individuals, man. I mean, it, it really is. Brian, I want to come to you because I got to sure. get ready to wrap okay. up. Man. Well, yeah, so what's what's the end game? What's the end game? So we're working on a couple projects. We got Citizen Specific Education, 80 Chicago, which is issue-based organizing. So that goal is to use video, social media, door-to-door advocacy to get the black voters engaged, right? Because if you think about it, there's never been a, a solid effort by any groups that were black 
to bring the black vote out. It's mm. never happened. I'm 50 years old. I've never seen it happen. Used to have water organizations doing it, right? But that's been dead for 10, 10 years or more, right? So we're going to try to undertake this this effort to get this out there. We need your help. We need the media's help to kind of put this information out in the airwaves and, 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 and help us get these things moving. One thing we didn't really talk about is that budget. Just so everybody listening, yeah. you're going to get a property tax increase. There's no other way to generate $838 million, no matter what they tell you, no matter how many listening sessions you go to, you're going to get a property tax increase. Mm. So that's going to be the budget. That's real. That so, is real. Right, right. You know, for those who can afford it, right? right? Well, anybody get it. Because, no, you want to go, 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 go to a property tax sale. They don't care. You're going to lose your property. Yeah. yeah no, that, <laughs> and, that, and that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. For those who can't afford, afford it, it they, right. they get, but then those who can't, there's that whole other thing because yeah. we're talking about that through the wazoo here at VON. How many people are losing their homes because they can't afford, you know, a simple property and tax? And if I can, one of the, one of the issues we, 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 I was just uh, we talked about today is that property tax divide, right? When we saw that 780,000 parcels for 10 years were over-assessed by the Cook County Assessor. Now, he's the head of the Democratic Party. Keep that in mind. So that means that poor people pay more tax, property taxes for 10 years. That's our black wealth, and we need it back. Mm. We need a property tax freeze in Cook County for the poor community that, that was devastated because, of course— Yes, because what happens is, wait real quick, you know that your mortgage payment is made up of principal, interest, and property taxes. So think of how many families are thrown into foreclosure because your mortgage payment dropped up, right? And it was all caused by the government. That is real. And we need to be made whole because we lost our black wealth. Who is it now? Who's leading it? I I was about to say, is it Maria Pappas? What? The the treasurer. So she's the treasurer. Who's the assessor? The the assessor is now Fritz Cagey. That's Joe, who I'm looking Joe at. Joe Barrios was the was, problem. Was Joe, but Joe but, was also but if you running at, everything hey, else, though. But if you look right there at that Sun-Times airline, what you're looking at right here, Fritch Casey just reassessed 1,100 of the richest households in Cook County and gave them a tax break. It's on the front page of Sun-Times. It's right there. All right, let's so take he's a— starting out like, they, like Barrios. Hey, hey uh, let's take Hassan. Let me, let me, let me roll. <laughs> let's take Hassan. Hassan, what's up, man? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Oh, man, thanks. Appreciate you. For you being on, but when you, I think you had just made a comment and said there's no one out there that's trying to get the black vote out. Did you just say that? Was that just said? Well, uh, I don't think that that was exactly said. Brian, uh, yeah, uh, what, 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 what was the statement uh, that you made? I mean, there, there's no, they're not a, 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 a congruent, organized effort of people to get the black vote to the polls that are not paid by individual candidates or individual campaigns. So we need to do well, it from, would, a, from a not for profit organizational standpoint. Okay, hello? Yeah, go ahead. You're on, Hassan. Hassan. It, I, I would beg to differ. The way that I say that because I'm a member of the 10 by 10 to win. Um, oh, the 10 meet by 10 fr- to win. Okay, with Mark gotcha. Wallace. We meet every Friday, and we're trying to get people to come out. I speak with many people. They say they're going to come out. Some people, the first thing you ask them to come out, they want to give an excuse. But what if this happened? What if this happened? What if this happened? What if this happened? I said, man, you have to come out and try and put forth an effort. And I think the people that are complaining, about whatever their issue is, they part of what they're complaining about. If people come out to our meeting and join our membership, our voting block, ten by ten to win, we would have easily ran this. Can easily run this city. We have everybody in power right now. Everybody's in power and position. This is our time to run this table like we have a Boston in spades. I don't see it happening. Yeah. Hassan, thank you for that. Hey, listen, real quick before I let you go, I know, uh, and big shout out to Mark Wallace here, one of my colleagues at WVON. While, while yes, we got sir. you on a 10 by 10, what's the website so f- people can go and uh, take a look at that? 10 by 10, 10x10to.com. 
W I N. We meet every Friday, seven to eight thirty, at Logos Baptist Assembly, one hundred eight thirty three South Halsted, every Friday. All right, brother Hassan, thank you. Have a good weekend. Let's go to Michael. Okay, brother, thank you. You yes, too. Yes, sir. Peace and blessings, Michael. How you doing, man? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Hey, Kendall, how are you? And your guests uh, doing? Peace, peace. Man, uh, as you know, and I know you've been a teacher too. I've, I've been a licensed teacher since nineteen eight in the eighties, early eighties. And as an African American male, I have really been um, really disappointed. You know, putting it nicely that black men teachers like myself and I know several others that don't have jobs, good teachers, clean records, everything. Now, I have one friend. He's been a substitute teacher, man, for 25 years. I told him, I said, hey, man, your license, your education says teacher, not sub. But there's no one fighting really for the black teachers, not the black union, not the NAACP, and especially not the EEOC. In Missouri, I was down at the EEOC this week talking to a black investigator that basically, it seems like they've sold out. It seems like the black politicians have sold out, and there's not a way for people to get engaged like they should. And that's what I'm talking about, uh, Michael, when I say— More people have to do that. Yeah, when I'm talking about the end game. But I got to get ready to let these guests uh, get to the rest of their weekend. Michael, I always appreciate you checking in. We got Johnny. Johnny's still there. I want to make sure. I don't want to leave anybody off uh, who wants to comment. Johnny, you there? All right. All right. Well, that's it. Gentlemen, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you. Uh, Brother Philip, Brother Brian. So, listen, uh, and and I've shared as much uh, with Philip. My show, man, is, is not constructed. Uh, my, my show is constructed for the people who listen. Okay. You know, I, I divide my show up. I do politics from 6, basically, to 7.30, 7.45, and then I kind of lighten it up to get people to their weekends, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, but I really I, I appreciate you brothers being here. Sure. And uh, I definitely want to have you guys back. Sure. Because when, it, when we talk about real issues, I want to talk to the real people. Right. I don't need to talk to the, 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 the talking head. Right. Or the person that they see on TV making speeches. So, again, thank you guys for taking uh, time out of your Friday to be here. I'm very grateful and certainly look forward to having both of you back. Anytime. Appreciate it. All right, folks, that's it for for this this segment. When we return, return the page. Keep it locked, though. It's Friday, so you know it's lit. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation.
right, 42 minutes after the hour. We're getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's the Kendall Moore Show. Man, you know, breaking news. As I was on my way into uh, the show this evening, if you have not heard, that means you are living under a shell right now or under a rock somewhere. But uh, the New England the New England Patriots have um, released Antonio Brown. Now, for those who are not familiar with the story, Antonio Brown, who is, uh, he was the latest uh, receiver uh, for the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, he was one of the NFL's most controversial players prior to the allegations that started last week. And the allegations were about him uh, making sexual advances towards his personal trainer. The young lady accused Antonio Brown, um, because he still stands accused, and now he's lost lost his endorsement with Nike. Um, Not only that, the New England, obviously the New England uh, Patriots have released him, but has been charged again with sexual misconduct. Who knows what else is coming, coming down the pipeline for him. I want to know, guys, what your thoughts are on this. We saw the writing on the wall that it's a possibility that he would be let go because of uh, these allegations. And the conversation really surrounds was it mutual sex right and then bitter girlfriend and I don't want to minimize it right I do not want to minimize this she accused him of sexual misconduct but participated in sexual acts admittedly over a period of time, there was some back and forth with their text messages, and I don't know. I don't have all of the in between information. But so here, here's my question. Here's my question. Again, was it a bitter girlfriend or side chick? Three one two three seven four eight one three zero. I know it's a touchy subject. But it's a real subject because so many and just like, you know, with the Me Too movement that's going on right now. I'm not, I'm not sure if you guys saw the uh, the Netflix special that um, David Chappelle was a part of. He said something that was really profound to me. And that is, you know, you have to respect those spaces and make sure that we are protecting our queens and our women. And I'm 100 when, when it comes to that. The other side of it is those individuals who, you, who, who, who are using this instance right now for revenge and to get back at uh, other people. And in certain uh, pockets and in so, certain populations, in the barbershops, because I came from the barbershop today and guys were in there talking about it, that this, this, this woman has now ruined his career. I, again, I, I want to pose the question, you know, what are your thoughts on that? All right, 312-374-8130, that is the number to connect. Right now, uh, very spontaneously, I uh, have Ms. Naya Brooks and also 
Miss Sandria Washington. Sandria is going to be joining me on the roundtable in just a little bit anyway. She just happened to get here early. And uh, Miss <laughs> Naya Brooks is brand new to WVON. You guys will be hearing her name a lot. And I want to welcome them, late, these ladies uh, to the Kendall Moore Show. Ladies, how are you? Well, oh, fantastic. Thank you uh, for having us. Their eyes are big as <laughs> plates. Like, Kendall, what have you pulled us into? We haven't researched this. We haven't prepped for it. But the conversation, though, it's Antonio Brown. We know this guy. He's a superstar. Uh, and I don't – if we took all of that away, we took all of that away. The allegations, they still exist. Mm-hmm. And there has been some sexual uh, misconduct that has taken place. But to the other point and the other side of it, um, are women take it, taking advantage of the current temperature in the political realm as well as in the social realm when it comes to saying, I'm mad at you now, you didn't do me right, so now this is what I'm going to do to you. Because she did threaten him. She, she told him, look. If you won't give me this money, it was civil at first. You know, I want money. I don't want to mess with you no more. I want money. And he was like, I'm not giving you no money. You participated with me in this openly and freely. Leave me alone. I don't want to deal with you no more. Bitter women. So, ladies, I ask. Night, I see your face. Sandra, <laughs> let's start with you. Go ahead. I mean, let's go. Wait, question. Why does she want money, though, in regards to? She just feels that she needs to be compensated. I mean, yeah yeah uh no 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 so she feels that she needs to be compensated she asked she literally asked him basically extortion like this is not going to get out and you did do these things to me oh so when he did not cave in then his we have all of this right now and when you leave out of here tomorrow you're gonna see it on the front page you're gonna do it's already it's streaming on social media right now so, again, my question, and to those of you out there right now listening to, to the show, what are your thoughts on this when it comes to all of what I just said? What's going on, Sandra? Talk to me. I see everybody. I know, everybody's not, brain look. is just, what do you say? <laughs> what do you do with this? wheels are turning just because this is a subject that is just really um, – it's important for me personally. Okay. Um, I do a lot of um, advocacy, speaking out about street harassment. Um, and so this is along those same lines, like where you have women who um, are being sexually harassed in some form or another. And now it's a conversation about, well, you know, is she just bitter? Is this, you know, did he really do it? Or if he did do it, but she's, you know, coming at him in this particular way because she's bitter. And I think the conversation, that shouldn't be the focus. I think it's really this larger conversation of, there's a point that you mentioned in the intro um, about, you know, she's going to ruin his life, ruin his career. She's trying to ruin his career. And I think a lot of times when um, these situations happen, that's one of the things that might run in a woman's mind that may keep her from speaking up, especially if you're in a situation with a powerful man, which even if he's not a celebrity, even if he doesn't have status, he automatically has power, more power than you because he's a man. He's stronger. He's bigger. Um, 
typically speaking. Um, and so you're already in a in a powerless situation. And so in the back of your mind, you might be thinking, well, I can't say anything. I can't do anything because automatically people are going to think that I'm on some groupie stuff or I'm the bitter side chick or whatever it is. It's like, did she even have, was there any hope of her being (laughs) believed in the first place? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's a piece that needs to be explored, but it, the conversation is just so many layers. Um, we have to make a lot of inf- inferences at this point. Like, I don't, you know, I haven't seen the text messages. I, I don't know what all that is about. But it's just like, okay, if these things happened, um, how do we address that? And why is the conversation immediately going to, you know, she's bitter, um, she's the side chick? Like, if these things happen why aren't we talking about that and i i really i certainly appreciate the uh appreciate your opinion on that to answer your question from a male's point of view as to i don't think that it 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 doesn't go immediate it didn't go immediately to it because he didn't immediately get fired um he he didn't immediately say he didn't do it. As a matter of fact, he didn't say that he did not do it. In fact, he said, yeah, but it was it was consensual. consensual. It was mm-hmm. a consensual thing. I think that the conversation moved um, in in the, the male stratosphere because we see it often. And it's not to take away, again, and I, I really, I wanted to be very careful in stating that Women, and especially my sisters and the queens, need to be protected mm-hmm. at all costs. I don't care what it is, period, point blank. At what point do we begin to say, okay, let's let's take a comprehensive look at why this is even happening? It, I guess is what the better question of what I'm trying to get to and get the people who are listening uh, to chime in on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, uh, you know, there's no right or wrong. Right. There's no right or wrong. Antonio Brown, he's a big story in and of himself, but is it because it was Antonio Brown that we are actually having, having the conversation? Because just like to, to your point, there are so many non Antonio Browns who are uh, doing these violations against mm-hmm. Our, our women, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and so, yeah. That- and it's challenging to be like. I'll just share a quick example. So last summer, I had a situation where I was walking down the street, and a young man followed me. Um, I was walking to the bus stop. He follows me to the bus stop, um, and as I'm standing there waiting for the bus, he's across the street, and he, you know pulls out his genitals and starts masturbating right on the corner. Like literally we're on the corner of 50th and Cottage Grove. It's about nine in the morning, eight 30, nine o'clock in the morning, broad daylight. Um, people (laughs) walking by, nobody intervenes. Um, and so I, at that point, you know, I was pretty much fed up because street harassment happens all the time. And, I called him out on it, and I took my phone out, and I started uh, 
video recording him and he got upset about that. He comes across the street and it turns into an altercation because he's yelling at me. He gets upset because he gets, he's out yes. here being belligerent, yes. disrespectful, because I asked him and to illegal. Stop. Yes. You asked him to stop. I asked him to and stop. And then he gets mad at you. And got mad at me. Help got me in with my this. face. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. So that transpired. Eventually, somebody did hear our altercation, came over, broke it up. A, a, a brother came over. So shout out to him for stepping in. Um, but then when I went to the police, They really just downplayed it. They dismissed it. Pretty much their attitude was that um, they handle serious crimes. Oh, wow. So since I had not been physically assaulted, since I had not been raped, it was kind of like we can't do anything at that that point. Um, But I kept pushing. I kept escalating it up the flagpole because I'm like – Public expo- public indecency, like, this is an Illinois law. Yeah, like, it you is. cannot it do is. this. So I need y'all to treat this like the crime such, that so. it is. Yeah. And I kept pushing back, kept persisting, talked about it on social media, got the attention of my alderman. Shout out to Pat Dow. Um, Pat, that's my girl. Big shout. Pat Dow, what's yes, up? What like, it do, alderman? Yes. So, you know, other people were taking it seriously, but CPD initially was not taking it as seriously. But about maybe three weeks later, they finally had a detective come out to my home, talk to me, get another statement. And then they issued um, a community alert because initially that's what I wanted. I went to the police so that a community alert could be issued to let people know, like, hey, this is a a man in the neighborhood near a school um, following women, exposing himself. We need to let the community know. So it's upsetting that it took three weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that it happened. But it's just an example on a local level of how challenging it is to speak up and have people really take you seriously and this was for a young man you know he's not a celebrity he's not you know he's just being um, a damn fool right so it's like when you feel that resistance and you feel like you're not being believed it, it just creates this environment where women just really don't feel comfortable speaking up um, I feel that. I feel that. I mean, I, and I see, you know, I, I, I just, as you sit in front of me, the folks in radio land, they can't see it. Right. But I feel, I really do, I, I feel that. And I've had a few shows uh, on, on the topic that mm-hmm. you are currently talking about right now. Because more can and should continue to be done with regards to uh, the protection of women rights and just uh, equality when it comes to women, period, point blank, across the board. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm there with you. So, so what? What agency? What is it that? Who is it that you represent? Because I, I failed to mention. <laughs> no, seriously, like yeah. I, I failed to mention that you said this is the work that you do. Who? What? What, what agency is that? So I, I represent myself. So I guess I'm kind of a uh, community advocate, so to speak. My background: I'm a writer, communications. Um, entrepreneur uh, who works in the wellness space. So a lot of my work is around black women and girls. So whether it's professionally or volunteer, it's really about the health and wellness of black women and girls. Um, But the street harassment piece is just kind of a personal mission for me because it just gets under my skin. Like literally 
you can't walk five feet. I mean, I've had men slow down their cars, stop their cars, circle the block. And when that ha- I mean, that's a scary thing. Am I too old? Am I getting old? It's like, I don't. Scary what? Thing, you know, because it's not. And, and, and then that in itself. And I know this is a little bit off topic. That in itself is. um a point of contention between, you know, women and men, because a lot of times men don't really get it because they're like, oh, if a man sees you and you, you know, walking down the street, you got your sundress on, whatever, you looking good. He might want to compliment you or speak. But street harassment goes beyond just a, a compliment. It, it can be very intimidating when you're circling the block. You're intimidating me now when you're creeping up, you know, slow and you see that I'm trying to ignore you or I'm just trying to get where I'm going. Like that's intimidation. That's definitely not uh, sexy. That doesn't make me want to tell you my name, give you my number. Um, But people just don't um, see it as a big issue for women. But it actually is. It creates a an unsafe environment so that's kind of like my personal <laughs> charge all right well i certainly appreciate you sharing i see i'm at eight o'clock uh <laughs> hey folks when we return of course it's eight o'clock that means it's time for the lit round table hey sandria washington she's in the building yes. appreciate uh, thank you for coming in early thank you. we'll see Thanks you on the other side of eight o'clock yes. all right come to more let's go <laughs> You're listening to Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. Who gon' handle me? Thinking he's a player, he's a member on the team. He put in all that work, he wanna be the MVP. I told him ain't no taming me, I love my niggas equally. Fucking nine to five niggas with that superstar D. The superstar star, now I got him far left. I called a Jake to get that nigga, I told him call, don't send no texting. Don't you tell him you with me when they be asking where you at. I can't read your mind, gotta say that shit. Should I take your love, should I take that? Got a whole lot of options, cause you know a girl's talking. I'm a high girl, so you know when shit is talking. But it is, this is five star. She a big golf freak, it's a must that I hit. It's a hot girl, summer, so you know she got a lit. No, she got a lit. Hot girl, summer, so you know she got a lit. Who a how to be? Who got a lot of D? Who popping like a P when he be hopping out the V? And who gon' tell him that my bitch is getting her degree? And when we say it's hot for summer, we ain't talking about degrees. Who gon' follow me? Like, who don't follow me? Cause even in your new book, I can see a lot of me. And honestly, I'm on it cause that should be comedy. You ain't put me in no brands, but I see you proud of me. I'm just a real, give a fuck about a trick. I'm some real, and we really with this. Alright, 16 minutes after y'all, welcome back. Of course, it's the Kendall Moore Show. All right, it's after 8 o'clock, so you know it's time to get lit. 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. The Lit Roundtable, it now begins. I have some of my favorites who are back and joining me. And the person who has hung around is Miss... Sandria Washington, certainly appreciate you uh, hanging out and sticking here. Thank you for letting me stay. You know, (laughs) and I was just sharing with her, like, wow, you know, that 
Man, I was sharing with uh, uh with Jared, like, man, I probably shouldn't have brought up Antonio Brown. Like, that was just such a downer after, you know. He was like, yeah, you should have cleared, steered clear that one, brother. You should have steered clear that one. All right, back around the, uh, the lit round table, some people that you are familiar with. Uh, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. What's going on? We're going to start right here with Miss, uh, is that... Is that rose gold or is that pink? <laughs> you know what? It's rose gold. I, 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 I'm I, going to go with rose gold. I, I love rose gold. Tell me what. It's just a beautiful color. It's so soft and feminine. Uh. You know, so I I love to have that feminine, you know, feminine energy. I'm, I don't think women carry that enough these days. We, we carry a lot of masculine energy, too, these days. So I want to talk about that. Okay. Uh, Y'all see how open up a can of worms. We just had a whole conversation. Are we about to talk about submitting? Oh, oh wow. Are we going to go oh, with this? Oh, oh, like yeah. Are we going clean in? Oh, wow. Why not? Hey, like I'm ready. One. Just kick it off. Okay. Huh. So, Miss Rose Gold, you never told them your name. Oh, my name is right. My name is Sharissa Pernell, aka Reese LaFrancis, and I am the founder um, and CEO of the Young Women's Professional League. That's what's up. You know what, VON, you guys are going to be hearing a lot from this uh, this this queen. Um, she has a lot to offer, and uh, we're certainly glad to have her back on the show. Let's go immediately to my right, her left, and. Uh, we are in because I introduced with the rose gold, mm-hmm. uh, just straight up lit gear. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's all. That's the right, only. That's right. the only thing I can say about that. I am just a proponent of cleavage. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I women like should just embrace their sexuality and their femininity and just go for it. So yeah, they're usually out. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm. You know, I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Let the folks know. I am Netta Wilson. I'm the business manager for Pack Leaders LLC. We are a general contractor and construction management company here in Chicago. Also the host and producer of the new We Built TV network that will be debuting in 2020. So keep it. an eye out for us. We Built. So tell me about that. What's going on with that? Well, most of these home improvement networks, minorities are underrepresented. Mm-hmm. And they have scripted reality. They have things that look pretty. They don't really tell you the ins and outs mm-hmm. of the real estate industry and home improvement and DIY, what it really takes to get it done. And if you're looking for investment, what does it really take to make money in the industry? You Gosh. get in there and you think you're going to just go for yeah, it. Yeah, everybody does that. And mm-hmm. you don't realize you're about to lose your shirt. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so we want to show the real of what actually happens in the industry and give black contractors, black entrepreneurs uh, uh surface uh opportunities yeah show who they are show what they can do all right well ladies i certainly appreciate the three of you being here uh miss washington we know we're gonna talk about my my ensemble you you got the rose gold and the and (laughs) she has the mint that's right come on don't leave my sister first of all she she had a she had a whole section (laughs) a half 20 minutes before y'all got here and told that and told (laughs) but nonetheless though we do need to uh let the folks know what you are rocking and yes. what what color would I refer to that as? So I am rocking. This is actually my brand new collection called Real G's Move in Alignment. Mm. Uh, I have tees and I have I like yoga it. mats that also have the same phrase. The color shirt that I am wearing is mint green and I call it I Mint It. That's the name of it. I Mint It. Um, say what you mean, mean what you say. That's how you stay in alignment. And uh 
Yeah. I love it. Y'all can roll, right? I pause for a second. Like, wait a minute. Did did she just say that? It's (laughs) available. It's available at (laughs) www.com. Real G's move in alignment.com. Yes. So, yes. All right, there it is. All I right. had mine on earlier. Shameless plug. All right, there it is. There it is. I love it. All right. All right, ladies. So, thank you for being here at Lit Roundtable, of course. Uh, and uh, tonight's topic, uh, I, it is cuffing season. Yes. Okay. Jared, did you hear me? Cuffing season. Uh, for yes. people who don't know what cuffing is, who would like to uh, take a stab at explaining <laughs> that comprehensively to the really WVON listening audience, especially the, the old mamas who Uh-oh. listen to the show tonight? Oh, wow. It's being imprisoned in a relationship. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. It's, you know, like like Christmas, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> you know, the weather, it's, it's getting colder. You want to be cozy. You want to be booed up. And so you want to be cuffed. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the summer, you're out. You want to play. You want to be single. You know, do what you do. But as we move into the fall and the winter, you know, you want to have those you know, cozy evenings, Netflix and chill, be uh-huh. booed up. So, hence, cuffing season. Wow. And it lasts, like, around, I guess, this time period until maybe about, what, maybe March, March April? April. Springtime. When the weather starts to break. <laughs> right. And you break up. The so weather I, breaks, you break I'm up. Right. So. <laughs> so, so we're going from hot girl summer uh-uh. to... to uh, Kept woman winter. Kept woman winter. Yes, that's that's what we move into. After you was hot already, now you want to be kept. Now Now you want to be be kept. kept. Oh my god! (laughs) All right. So so. Among women, right? So from a man's uh, point of view, and Jared, I'm going to need your help on this, so please stay by the <laughs> microphone. Um, from a man's point of view, cuffing season for the, for the guys. Mm-hmm. There are guys who just don't have a job. All they do is sit at home all day. Oh, Lord. Wait. A play, PlayStation 4 that the woman who he's cuffing paid for. Wait. Or uh, oh, playing, playing her child's game mm. that the baby daddy bought. And now he's in the house. No, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm telling too much. Oh, I'm telling the truth. All right. So. Look, I ain't been cuffed by nobody. Wait, wait. I was just like, wait, that's not cuffing season. That's out of season. That's oh. out of season. Right, right. That's out of season. I was explaining just one character, right? Okay. But, all right. But, but uh, so here's another character mm-hmm. as far as men are concerned. Um, guys who seasonally date and they do it purposely, mm-hmm. you know, it's no secret. And I've just recently found out that women do the same thing. Like, you know what? I feel like having a man right now. Let me get me a man. I was, I was astonished. Like women do that. Um, probably felt hurt. And I know that sounded bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I had to think from, about oh, like oh, them. Right. Like right. That, that's why she quit me that time. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, yeah, that was just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But men, we do that. Yeah, some men, they, they do it just because it's it's accommodating. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, yeah, it's cuffing season. And then they know, like, come, um, what is it? Uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. Y'all break up. That's then after Valentine's yeah. Day. Valentine's Day is more Valentine's Day than game time. That's, yeah, that's game time. Gotta, that's, that's, that's the playoffs? No, that's, that's game time. You know, the drafting and then yep. like the game. Oh, so there's a whole timeline yeah, to cool. that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Pull right. them off the bench. It's like, it's, yeah. Uh, so let's, roster, let's, yeah. let's talk yeah. about this, ladies. All right. So, <laughs> that's so wack. But why do if you know this is happening, then why do we allow it to happen? You know what? There was a meme that I just shared earlier this week, and pretty much it was about 
hey, if there's anybody interested in, you know, dating me during cuffing season, you know, I like <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes and long walks <laughs> and, you know, pumpkin patch visits. Right. Like, you want to have somebody to it. do these dates with because it's like, oh, it's fun and we're going to the pumpkin farm and we're going to drink cider. So it's like, you know it's happening, but you, you want to go out mm-hmm. and you want to have fun. You want to have a nice time. But why uh, do you have to cuff somebody to do that? Why that's can't you true. just date Absolutely. like normal that's people? True. And Absolutely. Go here, go to the pumpkin patch with this one. Right. Go out to eat with this one. No why you got to lock them down? No expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Do Are married women jealous of women who can get cuffed? I or? hope not. I would hope not. I would hope not. If, if there's a, a woman who's married and she's jealous... She may need to check in with that marriage. <laughs> right. And make sure uh, that she's in the right um, situation. Right. Women right. don't live vicariously through other women. Like, damn, you know, I'm, I got this, but what? man, what I see you doing. Ooh, I mean, but her I husband can take her to the to Yeah, the pumpkin to the, like you have someone there who should hopefully be going to the pumpkin patch and doing those things with you. And if they're not, so I think this conversation happens, too. We've kind of come into a time where, you know, social media, we don't, I don't know if we know how to really build relationships Mm -hmm. anymore, lasting Mm -hmm. relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. we have so many options. Nowadays, if somebody don't, oh, okay, I don't like how she chewed her food when I took her out. (laughs) So, you know, so now, (laughs) let me go. Right, right, right. I didn't like how she, I didn't like how her shoes lean to the side. They lean it. They lean it, you know. So now. I don't know. I wouldn't date somebody if their shoes was leaning. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. I get it. But still, it's like we have. Or, so or the party, we, we, we're yeah. cuffing, but we don't know how to court. We're not courting. Absolutely. That's a big one. We're not Absolutely. Absolutely. Like texting me uh, WYD. Yeah, yeah. That is not. <laughs> we're looking for microwave <laughs> fulfillment. Yeah. Jared, you listening to this? No, no, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt you. Know, you you texted me WYD. Uh, I'm on the radio right now. What are you doing? No. Right. <laughs> right. What are you right. doing? Right. 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 I mean, so funny story. My daughter literally just like this guy saw us parking, this young man, and came up to the car and was like, oh, are you sisters and mom and daughter? And she was like, oh, I'm the daughter and that's my mom. And so they kind of talked and he was like, what school you go to? She was like, oh, I'm here and I go to this school. So they exchanged numbers. So on the way here, she was like, the guy was like, hey, W, w, uh, YD, W-Y-D. right? Yeah. And then he was like, she was like, oh, nothing, just chilling. And he was like, so do you want to come over? Oh. And uh, she was uh, like, bruh, just well, like, I just, met, like you. I just oh. met you today. Is that a no-no? I thought that was a thing, <laughs> though. Why am I coming come over? I right. just met, met you. Like, literally That's just terrible. met you. Let, let, me, ago. let me tell you why you are invited over. Since you, oh, but I, okay, duh. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So I guess a part of cuffing season, that's, that's I don't know. I don't know. Works. Yeah, that's just How old is weird. your daughter? She is 19. Oh, See, the bad oh thing God. is she's 19 and 30-something still do the same thing. Still yeah. do the same thing. Yes, yeah. yeah, still do the same thing. Oh, my God. Guys, we are getting bad. We getting hit over the head <laughs> with this. 312-374-8130. That's the number to connect on this. Cuffing season. I mean, we are here. Speaking of cuffing season, uh, football is upon us, ladies. Mm-hmm. And it's very important <laughs> for women to, uh, first of all, uh, participate if they can. If okay. they know anything about it, they're more than welcome. Okay. If, in fact, they are not, 
then stop interrupting us. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. Watching the <laughs> game and stop fair. asking that questions. Fair. That is fair. Very fair. So should 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 men be looking for that though? Is is the the, the latest thing with women? Should women be a little bit more in tune with with, with football? And I'm saying football specifically because basketball, everybody likes basketball. But see, that's not fair because you said if you're into it, then watch it. Then but then you it. also said don't ask questions. So you're going to have to pick some games that you're really not that into that she can ask her questions. Uh, and then she can be into it right. and you all can watch together. Right. Yeah. And my thing is, I yeah. don't think it's like women need to get into fo- If you're into football already, Thank you, be Sandy. into it. I have girlfriends who – Hardcore fans, they have their teams. They can probably tell you more about football than some mm-hmm. men. Right. Like, they're legit. It's authentic. For me, I'm not really interested. So you don't have to worry about me interrupting your game. I'm not I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to learn. Right. I'm not going to ask you questions. I'm really, I'm legit not interested. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a seasonal girl. You know, I... I do feel like a lot of women nowadays have have tried to be more into sports because they think that's what men yes. like. Mm, yes. I do feel that way. I have always been a girly girl. I've always been a cheerleader. My brother plays sports. So I have a basic understanding of it. But if I don't have a guy and I don't have to watch it, I won't. But if I have a guy and we can watch it, listen, I'm a girly girl. So I, I let me go cook the wings and make the nunchos yeah. and sit it all out for the guys. And me and the girls can go <laughs> to the shoe shed. We can go to the shoe shed without I just want to eat the wings. Exactly. Let me watch the game. And y'all can watch the game. Exactly. So is there a whole another process for those like yourself? You know, like, well, girl... He coming. We're going to be there together. So we over here. We doing our own. Yes, Mm -hmm. I I can. I I love it. I just went to uh, the opening Bears game and it was like guys and women there. I went for the food and I had my Bears shirt on and I just talked the whole time. I didn't (laughs) watch (laughs) it. No. So, so, So Monday Night Football, Bears, the Bears are playing the Redskins this coming Monday. Either one of you jump in. What what would that look like if you're dating someone, if you're married to someone? Uh, what does that look like from a woman's point of view? If we're dating already, that's fine. I had a guy try to get me to go with him to watch the game on a first date. Mm. That's not good because you're not going to pay any attention to me. What am exactly. I going with you on the first exactly. date to watch the Bears game for? Yeah. But if we're already in a relationship, I'm fine with that. Check. Anybody? So Monday night football for me looks like like you said, being quiet and just trying not to ask. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. You're not that's what Monday night too many times. That's wow. probably every night. But Monday, Monday night, night football, night football. I'm not bothering you. Exactly. I am in a, a program at the Urban League about entrepreneurship. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. So you're finding something else. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm learning. I'm building my empire. You go watch the game. Exactly. I you want to be quiet, but I'm gonna watch too. Football is my favorite sport. Yeah, I like. Football. When I'm, if like I'm I said, if, if it's uniforms. something my guys, uh, that too. <laughs> what, 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 I'm sorry. What did you say? She said the uniforms. Something about the uniforms. Oh, look at y'all. See what I'm saying? And, and the but y'all, y'all, you, you, like, you, we would get cussed out if we said something about the volleyball players. You I would. No, no, I mean, not necessarily. No, no. I mean, low key, they look nice. Yeah, in their I, shorts. I, I, I wish right. I was looking like that. Like, <laughs> I'm not, that's right. 
<laughs> not at all. I don't have a problem. No with hate, that. no shade. The uh, man did not lose his eyes, and neither did I lose mine. So it's thank okay. You. you know, it'd be times not when a, guy, a lady walk past and I look at him, I say, mm-hmm. I'm like, that hook. I'm like, go ahead and look. He like, all right, all right, I already know how to do it. I'm like, go ahead and look. I, I see it too. You is, know? That, is, it, is, is that okay? Like if you are in a relationship and the guy looks, do you participate or do you, is it okay? Or, you know, there are some women like, I, I saw you looking at her, you know, and, and goes completely off. I think you said it right. They didn't lose their eyes. Right. Right. Just because they're in a relationship with you doesn't mean that they cannot see now. Right. But you know what he likes. Mm. You and don't be surprised when he turned around because you know what he likes. Absolutely. Exactly. I, 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 and I always to stare. stare. Yeah. I think Please expound. Give me, give me, yeah, how many minutes? What, give me, so <laughs> how many seconds are we talking from a, a from a glance to a stare? Well, how much time? Just a glance. Yeah. You know, you. You want to look at it. You see it. Okay, you saw it, and I keep going. Don't, ooh, and turning all around yeah. and making yeah. a big at a point it. At a point where it would be considered <laughs> disrespectful, especially by onlookers. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing. We may have an understanding, right? That may be how we play with each other, whatever. But I guess my biggest thing, I was, I'm always like, don't embarrass me, and I'm going to do my best not to ever put you in a situation where I embarrass you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, and so gotcha. I think we just have to define those boundaries. I think when you get to the point, like you said, when you're staring and your whole neck is turning around, right. that's a bit much. Because then, you know, it's, it's a, can be a perception like, dang, he's staring he at another his girl, his girl right. like, and he with his girl. <laughs> right. Like, so you never want to give people, you know, stuff to kind of just, you know, people love mess, you know. Mm-hmm. So just being re- mindful and respectful, just like if a guy come in and he looking good, I may be like, oh, Right. Right. <laughs> but but at the same time, I'm never going to do it in a way that would make my guy feel, feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable or disrespected. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. All right, folks. Uh, 312-374-8130. That is the number. It's the Lit Roundtable. Don't touch the dial. When we get back, ladies, I want you to think about this. Um, so we heard of, what is it, Hot Girl Summer. Mm-hmm. Now you got guys on these social media platforms talking about it's a, it was a hot guy summer or something like that. Get here's a question. <laughs> Like get your exactly. right, right, right. no, but but here's the question that that that's coming up. Are guys too uh, metrosexual these days no. for women? We we'll take a break. Answer? We'll come back wow. and we'll get that answered. It's the Kendall Moore Show. Let's go. Ooh-wee. Yeah, he said it. What? I thought you knew. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. All right, welcome back, folks. It's the Kendall Moore Show. 37 minutes after the hour. Certainly appreciate you guys hanging out, getting you from your work week to your weekend. All right, cuffing season. It's, it's upon us, obviously. All right, so before we went to break, I told you what was coming up, and that is the metrosexual male. Let me let me unwrap this onion for the three of you, right? Mm-hmm. So metrosexual. I'm on Facebook. I'm watching all these social platforms. I'm looking at television after NFL games. I'm looking at after basketball games. I see Dwayne Wade in a tight pink suit with a bow wrapped around his the his veins are popping out the bottom of his I get that Gabriel Union and he's out there in the woods on the west coast 
I see Cam Newton. Oh, Cam Newton Cam- wrapping bonnets around his head. Little Bo Peep. Right, looking like a little church Bo mother. Little Bo Peeping. Like, like little, little Bo Peeping. Peepin'. Right. Hot mess. Like, Hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, Lil Wayne, you know, I don't know what he's doing. I, I don't even know. Like, it's like I. But you ladies get my point. Yes. The metrosexual guy. I, I realize that men, like, I. I don't go get my nails done. I have. I've just cut them myself. I'm a blue-collar dude. Mm-hmm. I try to dress nice or look, appear to be clean. I know I take showers <laughs> and baths. But, but nonetheless, though, nonetheless, though, the metrosexual male, um, in or out, have men taken it too far? Way too far. I think we need to define what metrosexual actually means because I remember back in the 90s and 2000s, it was just a pretty boy. You get mm-hmm. your hair cut. The light skin guy. You might get your eyebrows tweezed or whatever. All right, I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> right? No, no, you no, smell no, no. good. You well. might you get manicure, pedicure. Now you wearing florals and shorts shorter than the girls Ooh. wear. Capris, capris, yes. And the skinny legs, <laughs> yes, eyeliner <laughs> and colored nail polish—it's too much. We have to define what. I, I don't know if that's right. metrosexual. It's, gone, it's, it's beyond metrosexual. And you is know, it, I, I was right. listen. If you don't have, uh, if you're not a celebrity or have millions of dollars, I would advise you don't don't pull it. If we see you walking down the streets of Chicago, gonna we gonna clown you. <laughs> So I would but advise you. Rich, you said you got to be rich to do it. Yes, I mean, I, so I mean, you can't if you're not Prince. I don't want to see you out in a, you know, blouse. Right. You don't know say right. Prince could do that. Exactly, right. Prince could do that. Celebrities can do that. I think they have a little bit more leeway. It's it's still they still operate in the spirit of too much, but I think they get away with it. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. I don't like to see a man's pants tighter than mine. That's yeah. a bit much. But so many people, it's like there's so many women who support the fashion, though. Like they're supporting like, oh, he cute or that's cute. I see that all the time. Let's act like that doesn't exist. And so when men hear that from women, that's what they go do. 60-year-old dudes. With pants about to bust all of the mist, you know what I mean? Like, with the tightest of the tightest on. With shirts that they know belong to their grandson. <laughs> but, but and we they do it. I was about to say we. Right. Uh-oh. 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 Yeah, but we Selling do it. We do it. We do it. We do it. I was just about to say, those are nice flowers. <laughs> hey, no, look and, at y'all. You know what? Okay. And we're, once again, I think society is uh, is making it easier for us to even switch roles a lot mm-hmm. feminizing our men mm-hmm. you know making our women more masculine this whole mm-hmm. narrative about black women strong black women you know what i'm saying the strong black woman so you know um always talking about that that conversation okay so when you get, take that on that's a lot of masculine energy when a man begins to dress like that that's a more feminine perspective so i think that society is beginning to allow us yeah, to to sw- switch those roles a little bit and feminize, mm-hmm. especially our black men, mm-hmm. to really feminize and emasculate our black men. So we have to be careful with that, you know. Um, so that's just that's just if you want to if you taking it a little deeper than just and, and you know, we are we and we're having this open yeah. conversation. I really yeah. appreciate that comment uh, and definitely would uh, ask for other uh, the yeah. others on the panel. What do you what do you ladies think? So I, I think. Like Reese mentioned, you know, feminizing the men and women becoming more masculine. I think both 
sexes have to have a spectrum of emotions, right? So I am totally fine with men, you know, being more sensitive, displaying feelings, whatever. At the same time, women, we can also step into our more powerful aspects, the aspects that are seen as more masculine. And we shouldn't be looked at as, oh, she's trying to be like a man or she's just Mm -hmm. the strong black woman. Like, I think we need to have that spectrum, um, from either side but at the same time you know you want your man to be manly (laughs) and you want your woman to be womanly but have a spectrum of of emotions and how you show up in the world and not be penalized for showing traits of the opposite sex and that's the thing right now i think we are in such a period of gender autonomy Mm -hmm. and fluidity fluidity yeah Yeah. Yeah. absolutely there are I feel like we think that any issue is every issue. So if I don't like this about you, then I don't like you. Mm-hmm. I can say I don't want my man to dress this way and still not have a problem with people who have a different gender identity than, you know. Absolutely. So it's okay for Absolutely. me to say I don't yeah. want my man to wear tight clothes. That doesn't mean that I have a problem with a whole community of people. So like you said, people need to step up and say, Love it. you know what, I don't like this. And hold the man accountable mm-hmm. to act like a man, to dress like a man, have some masculinity because we are kind of flipping roles. The yes. women are more masculine, the men are more feminine, mm. and we wonder why our communities and our households are such a mess. Yeah. I love that comment. I mean, you know, I really do. I respect that. Actually, I respect all three of the, uh, the, the points that were just made. And it's really interesting that you three ladies are making it. If I asked, asked a zinner, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're non-binary. They are, I'm not, I don't even claim or, you know, proclaim Mm -hmm. a sexual preference or, you know, it's like aliens. (laughs) I'm not, you know, and I know you like, but it's like an alien. You know, when you you see an alien, you don't know what sex Sex, they are. Right. Mm -hmm. Unless the eyes look a certain type of way, then that's probably a woman alien. (laughs) The, the the ones that's a little slanted is the woman alien, and the right. ones with the circles are the male. Yeah, exactly. But 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 it really is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we are we're in those spaces right now. Yeah. And how do you truly? How do you balance it? Because some men they run from uh, women who are more open with who they are as far as the power that you mm-hmm. ladies have. Mm-hmm. Some men run from that, right? Yeah. They do. Yeah. yeah I, so, what do you do with that though? Like, how do you tell a dude, like, dude, I know I'm cold, I'm beautiful, I'm a queen, I run this, you did, you know. but uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I want a man. You my man. So let me help you. I might be a little bit more powerful you, powerful than you, but that I'm not the, the you know, demeaning you. I'm, right. you're, you're no less right. than me. Right. And so y'all doing even more heavy lifting because now y'all got to br- raise them up, right? Mm. So I just said a whole mouthful. Come on. <laughs> But that's not somebody that you should be in a relationship with anyway. So mm-hmm. that would never make it to be my man if I have to have that conversation. I got I get to be powerful all by myself. You get to be powerful or feminine all by yourself. And we have to find someone who fits into who we are. So Yeah, and, and, and what we have to remove, there's strength in femininity. Oh, yeah. I think we've forgotten that as, as women, our feminine power um, – the God, the God in us, the goddess in us, no our doubt. feminine uh, feminine power is 
it's extremely influential. If Eve, if you believe in that story or not, if one woman can change the world, you know, mm-hmm. talking, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, have that type of influence or whatever you want to see whenever you think about women. So I think that as a woman and as a man that we we have to understand there's power in, in our femininity and as a man there's power in our masculinity. What happens is, is that we have begun to um, distort that. So men believe masculinity is control mm-hmm. and, and women believe femininity is um, being a doormat or you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and so we've kind of begun to construe what that really means. And that's not what that is. Both have a certain power and you have to learn how to use them. There should be a dance of the two, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing in this world exists without its equal or opposite, right? Man and a woman. Dig, to, dig, you know dig. what I'm saying? No, no, no. I feel. Whatever that looks like. And so they all have, they both will have to work together. So if you got too much feminine energy, that could cause everything to be whatever emotional. If you have too much, too much masculine energy, energy, now you have, a power struggle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you just have to learn the balance in it all. I think that's the key. And not even necessarily balance, harmony, mm-hmm. right? Because things may never be balanced. Right. Somebody may always come with a little bit more, whatever that looks like. But even in that, you find harmony. What's What works for us? How do we make harmony in whatever we're bringing to the table? I feel. Yeah. I do. <clears throat> yeah. Definitely feel. Let me turn the page. <laughs> all right, so. Roles in relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Are women, and we're still, you know, in this cuffing season thing, are, are women <laughs> looking for the men to not play their role, but really take control of those situations or to fall back? And the reason that I ask that question is because, again, I'm going back to the Zenners. Uh, many of the Zenners, and I know that was a comp- very comprehensive statement, mm-hmm. have both a girlfriend and a boyfriend mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. sex with both of them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like like it's 40 going north. Like that's the norm for right. people. So how do you distinguish that, especially when a man is approaching you and you're like, okay, well, I can get, <clears throat> I can get mine either way. Mm. That's difficult. There's, yeah. there's too many variables right now. Yeah, but but I mean, that, but that's real though for that's, some people. That's very true. And like our, our older generation, they don't even understand this. Mm. They don't even understand the conversation that we having right now because they, they they I don't think that they experience it. I don't think that they have either. And even not being the older generation, I don't even think I fully yeah, understand. Yeah, I don't it. like I'm, yeah that but, that part of the conversation. I can't really speak on, but I think a piece that you touched on was like these roles and relationships. So when I think about myself as a single woman and, you know, living my life, so Mm -hmm. I'm used to being head of my household, you know, paying Mm -hmm. bills, doing all the things because I'm the person who has to do them right. If I'm in a relationship, even though I might have a strength when it comes to planning outings and dates because I'm an adventurous person and I'm good at that stuff. I don't always want to do it. So I would love for the man to step up and plan the dates, plan activities, take the lead because I'm used to always taking the lead. Let me fall back. Is it too much of that though? Like are women now, you you know, are women dealing with that now? Like men, like women are planning all of the dates. Yeah. Men don't know how to plan dates. They don't. They don't even know how to single out a date to go Try, <laughs> make an attempt or ask my opinion, yeah. get feedback, and then go plan. But 
it would just be nice to, you know, have men step up in certain mm-hmm. ways and allow women to fall back if we're, you know, used to always being the one leading, being in control, uh, displaying what's considered more masculine traits. Like, yeah. I'm okay with falling back. And even in those roles, you have to kind of remember, I think sometimes women, we forget that our men are not our girlfriends. You know? Oh, right. You <laughs> <laughs> got the snaps. Oh, got the snaps. Yeah. Right. You heard those you know, right. snaps. Oh, yeah. You got your girlfriends for that. Yeah, you yeah. got your girlfriends for that. And you know, my coach, I have a coach too. I coach and I have a coach. Uh, coaches need coaches too. And, you know, she reminds me, she's like, call me. When you want to go on that tangent, call me. Because, you know, they say women use like 20,000, 30,000 words a day, men about about 10,000. So usually at the end of the night, he's used all his words, and you still have about 10,000 more left. And he's like, oh, you know, and then you're like, well, why are you not talking to me? You know, don't you hear me? And, you know, so we have to remember that they are just pieces of our guy or the, of a man sometimes that, that are just not the, our girlfriends. You know, yeah. some they're not going to want to – usually men, if you bring them a situation, they want to fix it. So if you're looking for emotional support, nine times out of ten, you may want to go mm-hmm. to your girlfriends. You know, mm-hmm. because men are going to say, obviously you brought it's this to me. Because you, basically, right, 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 right. I'm going to get straight to the point and tell you it's not going to be it's not gonna be fluffy. <laughs> you know, more right, right, right. Time, no, you know? I feel that. You understand? I feel that. And so a lot of times we, you know, we look for a certain type of support in those roles from our men that – um, we should be looking to our girlfriends, and sometimes that can be that can be a little hard to deal with. I mean, and like you said, having two strong. I was raised very old school. My mom, even though she was the breadwinner, my mom still cooked dinner every night. She was the kind that got up and and made Sunday dinner. You know, church like took us to. She, I mean, that was the way I was raised. Um, but now, even then, and even though I love to do those things, it's like, how do you find the balance? Because that's great. But now I, I run a business. I run a so you know you have a guy who's kind of old school. That's what you, that's what you want. So like, how do you um, once again find the balance in those roles and those expectations? Sometimes it may be where we're both doing roles that may have once been seen as women's roles. I think it's more so about working together mm-hmm. than getting, being stuck in roles. How do you mm-hmm. ever find a man with all of these, you know, <laughs> pre-qualifications, man. though? But then, is that pre-qualification? No, 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 right. no. So what I'm saying is because I see a lot of women saying, man, I want a man. Like, one day... You know, he'll be here. I'm waiting on this guy. And I know 60-year-old women. And I I wonder oftentimes with 60-year-old women, like, what do they do? Like, they've been single for so long. I know it's toys and stuff out here, right? But I'm just talking about the companionship, though. But now as we get older, right? Well, we move into a, a, a part of our lives where we're not with someone, but mm-hmm. we still, but we're still looking for that person that we can wake up with, with neck butt neck, and and be playful, <laughs> and push him in his face, and he right. smack you on the booty, right. and you know we we right. we we're looking right. for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, so the question it is asked. With so many pre qualifications, how do we how do we how do we find that? I think that there is a difference between pre-qualifications and standards. And when a lot of these women say, I want a man, that's all they say is, I want a man. You have to be sure about what kind of man that you want. And you can't expect that he's just going to fall out the sky and find you. 
get out, do the things that you love to do, mm-hmm. go around the places that you love to be, and then the person can find you in your element. If you like to do this and you're always hanging around people like that, don't be mad that you keep finding mm, men that don't is. treat you the way that you want to be treated. Absolutely. You have to get out so If you're there. hanging around yeah. thoughts, you're going to be a thought. Absolutely. That's, yeah. what, that's I, it. I absolutely agree. I mean, I used to get the signs. They were like, look, look good, smell good. Go out, do the things you love, love you, yeah. love what you do, be in the spaces where you that's love. that's what's attractive. That's yeah. what's attractive. Yeah. That's what's attractive. And if you put yourself in that position, you'll, you'll attract you know, it's about attraction. You're going to attract. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you're ready for. Mm-hmm. You you attract what you've worked to to get. You, do you know what no, I'm no, saying? No, no, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? People like they want a lot, but you don't have a, you ain't <laughs> done the work to get no, that. No, no, no. You know, you know I always say this when you, when, when you ladies, I don't never have enough time to talk about the real <laughs> stuff that we need to be talking. I need another hour. I need to call Todd Ronkowski Uh-oh. Uh-oh. and see if I can have another hour on the air to right. finish talking with you. <laughs> right, right. All right, ladies, so it's 55 minutes after the hour. I am. I got. I have to get ready to wrap up, so I want to get my thank yous out of the way immediately. And I also want to tell the WVON listening audience <clears throat> that I got some things up my sleeve, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have some things up my sleeves, and I'm purposely, I purposely have these women uh, here with me uh, today. Uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, expanding and what it is that we're doing here at WVON. Um, so I might as well say it. I definitely am looking for a co-host. Um, I think it, it brings balance to what I do here. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the three of you uh, really have what it takes to, to get that done. So with that being stated, I've already put it out there in the atmosphere, so everybody. And I know my phone is about to blow, about to blow up. Right. No, when were you going to tell, tell me that? When were you going to tell me that? Why am I not sitting oh, in that chair? Why am I not right, talking you're about to, to be in trouble? Why, why, why you didn't tell me? You didn't tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Right. Because you don't tell everybody everything. That's right. Let me, and, and, I, and I, you know what? Just real quick, because I invite people to to do to come and let me let let's let's talk. Mm-hmm. There's some who want it immediately. Those are not the ones who I want. Mm-hmm. You want the shine. You don't want take your time. Right. Let's better mm-hmm. understand what the process is and who we are. Uh, and then there's those who just organically uh, and truly just get it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've asked the universe for. So anyway, I say mm-hmm. all that to say thank all three of you for being here. VON listeners, you're going to be hearing from these ladies uh, on on different occasions. Yeah, Yeah. right. I've been wanting to do radio. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're going to hear from them. We're going to figure this thing out. So, uh, 57 minutes after the hour, uh, thank you. Uh, Give me one minute closing. All right, you all follow me. Um, I have a 31 day personal. And business development challenge going on for women, bit.ly forward slash maximize your leadership. It starts October 1st. Um, so, ladies, get in. Let's finish the year strong. Let's prepare for a strong 2020. Thank you very much. Awesome. This is Sandria Washington. You can follow me on Instagram at Sandria Washington, S-A-N-D-R-I-A Washington. Uh, I am... Uh, preparing for a launch event for Real G's Move in Alignment for October 19th. So definitely stay tuned to my Instagram so you can get those details. Follow me on Facebook at Real G's Move in Alignment. Uh, you can also follow my blog at uh, www.shefieldtrips.com. 
I am Netta Wilson. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Netta Be Great. That's N-E-T-T-A-B-E, great. I want to inspire you to be great. Uh, Stay tuned because I have some things up my sleeve as well. Trying to get my legalities in order, so I can't say exactly Ooh, yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Make sure you follow. Yeah. I love that all three of us have something going on, something for you guys to tune into. Yeah. So make sure that you follow us. Yeah. Yep, there it is, and uh, that's why they are here. Um, yeah, very grateful for the three of them being here. I also want to thank. Uh, I have a new person uh, who possibly will be joining the team, Miss Naya Brooks. Uh, mm-hmm. She's been behind the camera uh, doing her thing. Uh, pink panties? Is that is that what? Wait, the, <laughs> what are we talking about? Wait, right. <laughs> this one left. This one right. That's the time. What is it called? Pink what? Pink pantyhose podcast. Okay, the pink oh, pantyhose podcast. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> pink pantyhose uh, podcast. Miss <laughs> Nia Brooks, hoping she'll uh, you know stick around and join the team. Yeah. All right, folks, listen. Enjoy your weekend this weekend. Big shout to uh, everybody who supports the show. Want to thank uh, brother uh, Brian Mullins. Want to thank Philip Lomax Beckham the Third for participating. Um, Monday Night Football. Make sure that you are tuned in to the Chicago Bears. Find a woman who's going to watch the game with you and not ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WBON, AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WBON.com. Let's talk about it. What's new?